The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gemara Yevamot. Masechet Yevamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha Varvacha Bechol Maaseyadav may be zocheh to raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nachat, he should have many more children with health and happiness, and he should have him and his entire family, Amen. Just a note of interest, as we study Masechet Yebamot, many of the cases need diagrams, we have chosen the Sefer Siurim Le Masechet Yebamot as our uh, book for the diagrams written by Aaron Shalomo Berabi Baruch Moshe Hafner available in the bookstore so we refer to pages we are using uh, that sefer Daf Bet today's Daf is being studied by Nishmat Abraham Ben Esther Ruach Hashem Tanihana Begana Eden Amen we begin Be'azat Hashem Masichet Yevamot just as a brief introduction in order to understand some of the concepts that will be necessary, at least, for the first part of the Masechet. According to the Torah, if a person dies and he does not have children, his wife, the Almana, cannot marry freely whoever she wants. The Torah commands that the brother-in-law, in Torah's language you call that the Yavam, that's the husband's brother has to take her as a wife. That mitzvah is called the mitzvah of Yibum. The way mitzvah of Yibum is fulfilled in the Torah, all he has to do is be with her, and that is considered a consummation of the marriage. As opposed to a regular marriage where you need chupan, you need kiddushin, you need different stages, Yibum in the Torah is fulfilled just with a bi'ah. Furthermore, generally speaking, one must know that Eshet Ah is an Erva Minat Torah that is Hayav Karet. So generally speaking, let's say the brother was married, and they had children, and then the brother died, it is Asur for his brother to marry the sister-in-law. That is considered Eshet Ahiv. Generally speaking, Eshet Ta'iv in the Torah is as soon as in Irvan, it's Hayav Karet. The Hiddush in Yibum is that in a case where there's no children, Yibum overrides the Irva of Eshet Ah. That's a very important fact. Now, although the Torah allowed the Irva of Eshet Ah to be overridden, for the case of Yibum, but that's the only erva that the Torah over, overrides. For example, if the Yevama, that's the girl, that's the wife, the Almana, the Yevama we call her, if she is a different erva to the Yavam, I'm going to explain what the Yavam is again, Yavam is the brother-in-law that's making the Yibum, I'm going to use those terminologies, but Yavam is the one that's making the Yibum, if that Yevama is a Different erva to the Yavam, we're not going to say that Yibum overrides it. Al Mishnah is going to give us 15 different examples of how the Yavama can be 
a type of erva that's asuram in a Torah to the Yavam, and therefore the mitzvah of Yibum cannot be uh, fulfilled. Now, there is another uh, procedure that's called halitza. For our purposes, we'll just explain it as in the event that Yibum has to be fulfilled, but the brother does not want to fulfill it. So then already to break that connection, that connection we call a zika, to break that connection, you need a sort of divorce. So the divorce in that case is called a halitza. But where no yibum is necessary, no halitza is necessary as well, because there was no connection to start off. So again, the Mishnah here today is going to give us two basic rules. Rule number one, if there's an erva between the Yavam and the Yavama, meaning she's asura to him in the Torah, for different reasons, as we'll see the cases immediately. So there's no yibum, there's no halitza, she's free to marry who she wants, and he cannot obviously fulfill this mitzvah, and halitza is not necessary as well. There's another principle or a terminology that we must become familiar with, that's called a tzara. A tzara, we interpret it as a rival wife. The olden days, as you know, was mutar, to marry more than one wife. So they would call the second wife a tsara, because in such a case when there's two wives, they become rivals to each other. So they're tsarot zulazu. Now, in a case where one of the wives does not fall to the Yavam, because she's an Ayrvatim, she exempts the mitzvah of Yibum even to the tsara. Because from the Torah, all you have to fulfill Yibum is with one wife. So now if the brother that died had two wives, so the Yavam just has to marry one of them, and he fulfills the Mitzvah of Yibum. Once one of them is Asur to him, automatically the second one, the Tzara, also becomes Asur to him, and therefore there's no Yibum on any. Okay, And the Mishnah is going to tell us that as well. And then the Mishnah is going to explain to us how far this goes. And the Gemara is going to say it goes to the endless degree how many uh, Isurim can come out of the Tsarot and Tsarot Tsarotehim ad olam. And we'll explain that case when we get to it. Now, good. Let us begin. Hamesh Isrin Nashim. There are 15 different type of ladies, potrot tsarotehim, that would poter their rivals, vitsarot tsarotehim, and their rivals' rivals, mina halitza umina yibum, from both processes, halitza and yibum ahad sof ha'olam, till the end of time, and again, we will see exactly the cases, what does it mean, Tsarotehen, Tsarot Tsarotehen, even Ad Olam. Nashi, Hamesh Yisrael Nashim Potrot Tsarotehen, Kedetani Sefa. We'll see at the end of the Mishnah. Shimaita Hatmem Nisu'a Le'achiv. If let's say one of the Arayot, an Arayot is a lady that is forbidden to the Avam. That's the way we're going to explain Arayot over here. A lady, that's the, uh, the Avamah, She's ervat riyavam. Velo isha acheret. But the uh, brother-in-law had two wives. 
Umet belobanim, and he died without children. Shtehen peturot, both the irva and the tsara are peturot. Vetama yadi pegemara. The gemara will learn this from pesukim. Ashiv etsarot sorotehem ad sofa olam mevanitin mefadesh. So let's start with the first case. Veluhen bito. Hey, what's the case of bito? Let's say you have Reuven and Shimon, they are brothers. Okay? Now, Reuven now went with a lady, but he was me'anes her. When it says Bito over here in this case, that she's going to tell us later on in the Mishnah, it's not a regular case of Bito of his regular daughter. Even though the case would be true as well, but the Hidush in this case is, it's Bito me'anusato. Meaning, Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Reuven went to a lady, he was me'anes her, <coughs> he raped her. And from that relationship, he had a daughter. <coughs> Our case, we'll say the daughter's name is Hannah. Okay? Shimon, his brother, married Hannah. He's allowed to. There's no isur for Shimon to marry Hannah. Shimon also had a second wife called Penina. Now Shimon dies, Reuven now becomes a potential Yavam. But since Hannah is his daughter Me'anusato, and that's an Irva, I mean from the Torah, Bito Me'anusato's Asura, so there's no Yibum there or Halitza, Pinina also now is a Tsara, and she also is exempted from this mitzvah. So that's the case of Bito, means Bito Me'anusato. The next case, case number two, Ubat Bito. Bat Bito literally means a granddaughter, but Bat Bito is again Me'anusato. In the same case. So let's take this situation again. Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Reuven is Me'anes, a lady. <coughs> they have a child, we'll call the child Miriam. Miriam has a child called Hannah. So Hannah now is Bat Bito Me'anusato. Good? Shimon, his brother, marries Hannah. And he also has a wife, a second wife called Penina. Shimon dies. Reuven now potentially can fulfill Yibum, but he can't with Hannah because it's Bat Bito Ma'anusato. And therefore, with Penina as well as the Tzara, the mitzvah cannot be fulfilled. Case number three would be Bat Beno. Bat Beno, again Ma'anusato, which is the grandson, but from the son. So it's the same case. Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Reuven is Me'anes, a lady. For our case, we'll say, from the son, from this Anusa, came a boy, we'll call him Hanoch. Hanoch has a daughter called Hannah. So Hannah is Bat Beno Me'anusato. And now Shimon marries Hannah, he also has Penina, Shimon dies. Reuven cannot marry Hannah because it's Bat Beno Me'anusato, Penina is the Tzara, she also becomes forbidden as well. So those are the first three cases of our Mishnah. Okay, now we go to case number four, which is Bat Ishto. Abat Ishto again is not the case that you're thinking his regular daughter. 
Okay, that's an obvious case. But Ishto means that, let's say Reuven and Shimon are brothers. That's the starting point. Okay? Now, Reuven married Yochevet. Yochevet has a daughter. She brought it in for marriage. So therefore, the daughter is Hannah. So Hannah is considered Bat Ishto. It's Reuven's wife's daughter. That they call step? Step Right, so we call that a stepdaughter. So that's Bat Ishto. Good. Shimon, Reuven's brother, marries, Bat Ishto marries Hannah. He's allowed, there's no uh, connection, no Isur for Shimon to marry Bat Ishto, Reuven. Shimon dies. That Reuven potentially could fulfill the Yibum. However, Minat Torah, Bat Ishto is Asura. That's an Airva. And also, Shimon had a second wife, Penina, and therefore Penina is the Tzara, and therefore just like the Bat Ishto is exempted from the Yibum because of the Airva, the Tzara Penina also is, and therefore there is no uh, Yibum in this case. Bat Bena. Bat Bena, again, we start the case, this is case number five. Bat Bena means Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Okay? Reuven marries a uh, lady, Yochevet, let's say, she came into the marriage with a son. Okay? They call him Aaron. Aaron had a son called, a daughter called Hannah. So therefore, it's the grandson, Bat Bena, of his wife. It's all from Reuven's wife. It's her uh, granddaughter. Bat bena shel ishto. Come Shimon again, the brother, marries this Hannah, he also has Penina. Shimon dies, Reuven potentially falls to Yibum. However, Bat bena is Asur Minat Torah. Therefore, just like Hannah's Asura, she's portrayed the Sarah, which is Penina. And therefore, there's no Yibum in that case as well. Now we go to case number six. Case number six would be Bat Bita. This is the same case. Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Reuven marries Yochevet. Yochevet already came into the marriage with a daughter. We'll call her Miriam. Miriam had a daughter, Hanat. So that's Bat Bita. Shimon, the brother, marries Hannah. Shimon, and he also has Penina. Shimon dies, Reuven falls to Yibum, he cannot fall to Yibum to make Yibum with Hana because it's Bat Bita, right, Mi'ishto, and therefore once Hana's Petura, Peninah's Petura as well, and therefore there's no Yibum or Halitza in that case. Now we go to case number seven, which would be Hamoto. Hamoto is his mother-in-law. Case like this, again you have Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Okay? Now, take a case where Reuven married Yochevet. Okay? Yochevet's mother is Hannah. So that means Reuven's mother in law is Hannah. Okay? No, no problem so far. Hannah's husband dies, so Hannah now is available to get married. Who marries Hannah Reuven's mother-in-law? Shimon. Shimon. Comes the Shemim Shimon again. Shimon marries 
the mother-in-law will call her Hannah. He also has Penina. Shimon dies. Reuven cannot make Yibum with his mother-in-law. She's Asura, Irvam, and Torah. And therefore the Tzara also is exempted. Now we go to the case of Em Hamoto, which is case number 8. Em Hamoto, similar case, Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Now, in this case over here, Reuven married Miriam. Okay? Reuven married, married Miriam. His mother-in-law is Yochevet. His mother-in-law's mother is Hannah. We would call that a grandmother-in-law. And therefore, she, and she's available to get married. Shimon, his brother, marries Reuven's grandmother-in-law. Hannah, Shimon, and he has Penina as well. Shimon dies, Reuven has a potential situation. He cannot marry his grandmother-in-law. That's in Ayrva, Menat Torah, and Pesukim. And therefore, the Tzara also Penina is exempted. Now we go to case number 9. The case number 9 would be M. Hamiv. That means his grandmother-in-law, the mother of his father-in-law. This is a similar case that we said. We'll say it again. Yavriyuvin and Shimon are brothers. This case over here, let's say the Uvin married a lady called Ruth, our example. Uvin's married Ruth, everything is fine. Ruth's father is Shemuel. Shemuel's mother is Hannah, so it's his grandmother-in-law. The mother of his father-in-law, that's called Hannah. Now Shimon, the brother, marries Hannah, also as Penina. Shimon dies. Reuven now wants to fulfill the mitzvah of Yibum, but he cannot because his grandmother-in-law, the mother of his father-in-law, is Irva, and therefore the Tzara Penina also becomes uh, exempted, so there's no Yibum or Halitza in that case. Now we move on to case number, it's number 10. <coughs> case number 10 is Ahot, Ahoto Me'imo. Which we call that maybe a half-sister. It's a sister, but from his mother. So the case is like this. Yaakov has two wives. Okay, He has a wife called Leah, and he has a wife called Ruth. And from each wife, he has sons. He has one son from Leah, Reuven, and from Ruth he has Yosef. So therefore, Reuven and Yosef we would call half-brothers from the father. Okay, so therefore, you should know, just in general speaking, that whenever the Mizrav Yibum can be fulfilled, it can only be fulfilled by brothers from the father. To create a case, and I learned that from Pesukim as well, to create a case of Yibum, it's got to be brothers, but not maternal brothers, meaning from the mother, it's got to be brothers from the father. So in this case, Yaakov has two wives, each wife has a son, they have brothers, everything is fine. Yaakov dies. Okay? Or let's say he divorces one of his wives, Ruth. As a result, Ruth gets married to another person, she's divorced now, she's also, Yaakov died. Ruth gets married, has a daughter, Hannah. So now Hannah and Yosef are half 
brother and sister. Yosef's father is Yaakov, and uh, correct, Yosef's father is uh, Yaakov, or actually his mother is Ruth, that's the point, and Hana's mother is Ruth, and therefore they are half brother and sister from the mother. Okay, now we start the case. What happened over here? What happened over here is Reuven is going to get married. Reuven marries Hannah. Okay, now, there is no connection between Reuven and Hannah. Can Reuven just review so you understand will be clear? Reuven's parents were the An Yaakov. This Hannah was from the other wife that got married to somebody else. So there's no connection, the Uven has no problem to marry this Hannah. Now he also has a wife called Penina. The Uven dies. Yosef, his half-brother now, potentially comes to the situation of Yibum. But he cannot fulfill Yibum with Hannah, because Hannah is Achoto Me'imo. Once he cannot fulfill Yibum with Achoto Me'imo, Penina also the Tzara is exempted. So that's case number 10. And now we go to case number 11. Which would be Ahot Immo, which literally means his aunt, his mother's sister. What's the case? You have two sisters, they call them over here, Ruth and Hannah. Very full sisters, everything's fine. Comes a fellow, Yaakov, we'll call him, and he uh, marries one of the sisters, he marries Ruth. Uh, and he has Yosef. Then he marries another lady. The owl caller. And he has a son called Reuven. So Reuven and Yosef are considered half-brothers from the father. Okay? I mean, Yaakov has two wives. From each wife he has a son. Uh, Reuven and Yosef respectively. And fine. Now let's see what happens. Now in this case over here, Reuven... One of the brothers marries Hannah. Now, there's no connection between Reuven and Hannah. Why? Because Ruth and Hannah were considered sisters. I'm repeating again. Yaakov married Ruth. Yaakov also married Leah. Reuven comes from Yaakov and Leah. So Reuven has no connection between this lady, Hannah. Okay, beautiful. And he also has Penina. Okay? Now what happens? Reuven dies. Who's his brother? Yosef. So Yosef the Kaurat should fall to Yibum. To Hannah, however he can. Because Yosef's mother is Ruth. Ruth's sister is Hannah. That's Ahoto Neimo. Therefore, it's Ervatim, therefore, Penina also cannot fault him, and therefore, we have no Yibum or Halitza in this case. I'm sorry, not Achotom Imo, it's Achot Imo. It is his mother's sister. Correct. You are correct. That means Hannah, uh, his mother is Ruth, Yosef, like we said, and therefore, uh, Hannah now, who's falling him, Tim, for Yibum, is his mother's sister. There is no case, not with her, not with the. Uh, with the tzara as well. 
Now we go to a simple case. Simple case is Achot Ishto. Simply speaking, it's two brothers marrying two sisters. You have two brothers, they're in Shimon. You have two sisters, Ruth and Hannah. So very simply, the Uven marries Hannah, and Shimon marries Ruth. Simply two brothers married two sisters. Take the case where the Uven died, Shimon now technically can fulfill the Yibum, but he cannot, because, let's say, Hannah is considered a hot ishto. According to the Torah, one is not allowed to marry his wife's sister, that's Achot Ishto, and therefore not only is she exempted from this mitzvah, but the Tzara if Reuben had a second wife, she's also exempted as well now we go to the 13th uh, case over here of the Mishnah and that is Eshet Achiv Me'imo this is probably uh, the uh, more confusing case of the Mishnah. Well, let's start again. Yaakov is married to two wives. Yaakov is married to the Aan Ruth. Okay, so far so good. He has two wives. From each wife he has a son. Okay, that's called half brothers. Reuven and Yosef are the half brothers. Potentially Yibum, Yibum case because it's uh, brothers from the same father. Okay. Now what happened? Yaakov dies. Now, his wife Ruth now is free. She goes and gets married. Okay? She has a son called Mordechai. That means Mordechai and Yosef, which was Ruth's first son, from Yaakov, from the first husband. So Mordechai and Yosef are now half-brothers. They could potentially have Yibum situations here with Mordechai and Yosef. They are half-brothers. However, however, not so fast. Because they are only half-brothers from the mother. And we're going to learn that for Yibum to take place, the brothers have to be paternal from the father. Okay, now what happened? This Mordechai got married to Hannah. Mordechai died. Okay? Mordechai died. Now what happened? Reuven, which is not related at all to this Hannah. He's from a different father and mother. He's Yaakov's, was married to Leah, the first husband, different wife. Reuven now marries Hannah legally. No problem. He also has Penina. Reuven dies. Now Yosef technically falls to Yibum, but he doesn't because Hannah is considered Eshet Achiv Me'imo. It's his brother's wife from the mother. Eshet Achiv is his brother's wife from the mother, which means Hannah is um, right from, from, from Mordechai, exactly from Mordechai. Meaning, I say clearly again, Yosef now technically should fulfill the mitzvah of Yibum. Why? Because Yosef and Reuben are brothers from the father, from the father. and therefore there should be a mitzvah of Yibum to take place over here when uh, Reuben dies. 
And therefore, Yosef technicians fall to Hana. However, he cannot, because Yosef to Hana will be considered his brother's wife. Brother's wife from his mother, correct? And therefore, that's considered no yibum in such a case, patur. And therefore, Penina also the tzara is going to be exempted. Number 14 is an interesting case, also needs some important um, explanation. This is Eshet Achiv Basic rule you have to know like this. In order for Yibum to override the Isur of Eshet Ah, the Yavam had to be alive at the time that his brother died. Then we'll say the Yibum, the Mitzvah Yibum breaks the Eshet Ah Isur. However, if the Yavam was not alive, wasn't born, wasn't born yet, at the time that the uh, person died, his brother died, so then the Isur of Eshet Ah remains, and he is not eligible for Yibum. That is the rule, they learned it from Pesukim, as we'll read it in Rashi, but now let's see exactly how this happened. Very simply, the Uven and Shimon are brothers, right, the Uven is... Uh, married uh, to Hannah, Reuven dies. Okay, Reuven dies. So Shimon has to make Yibum with Hannah. Correct? That would be the normal, the normal case. Now, now what happens over here? You have a, another brother, after Reuven died, another brother was born. That brother was Levi. Okay, so Levi was born after his brother Reuven died. Okay, now what happens? Shimon has no problem to make a legitimate Yibum with Hana. And he does. It's a legitimate, consummated Yibum with Hana. He also is married to Penina as well. Shimon subsequently dies. Now, Levi, who's a brother as well, cannot marry Hana. Because when Hanab became eligible for Yibum the first time, he wasn't born. So she became his Eshet Ah immediately, when he was born. And therefore, once she's Eshet Ah, she cannot later become Yibum. Because the law is, the only time Yibum overrides Eshet Ah, when Achiv Kayam, when the brother is alive. However, when Reuven died, Levi wasn't there yet. So therefore, once Levi is born after the fact, then the deen is Eshet Ah. And therefore, when Reuven marries Hannah, Reuven dies, Shimon has no problem to make Yibum with Hannah, a legal Yibum. He also has pity. Now, once Shimon dies, however, Hannah does not fall to Levi, because Levi was not alive when Reuven died, and the, which is he was born after, and therefore she remains Eshet. Ah, that's Arvamina Torah. Once already she's Asura, so she's also Oseriti Tsara as well. At this point, I will read the Rashi together with you inside on the Amud, on the Amud Bet. 
she speaks it out very clearly. The first Rashi on the Amud Bet, very clear. Okay, Reuven died without children. Very good. After he died, right? He had another brother that was born to him. Ushmo Levi. Good. Ve'amad Shimon ve'yibem ishto. Shimon was another brother who was around, fulfilled the mitzvah ve'yibum. Ve'lo isha ha'eret. And he had another wife as well. Umet ve'lo banina. Shimon died without children. Ve'naflu shte'en lifne Levi. And now both Shimon's wives fell in front of Levi. Shte'en peturot. Why? The wife of Reuven that eventually made Yibum with Shimon, Asura Levi Vanosh Karet Alea. It's Asura Levi Isur Karet. Levi Sheeshet Ah Bekaret Kishar Arayot Shebeparasha, which is normally your brother's uh, wife, is Asur. Now, however, when a mitzvah yibum is applicable, in the case where the guy died without children, then the Torah overrides the eshetah and yibum takes place. However, the eshetah the Torah did not permit the Yibum in that case. Why? Only when the brothers were together, they were living together. It's so this lady, Reuven's wife, becomes forbidden to Levi forever. Just like if, let's say, Reuven had children, then, of course, his wife is Asurat to the other brothers, because she's Eshet Ah, she's Eshet that's regular Eshet Ah, but it's Asur. So in this case, since he wasn't around, she becomes, he becomes Asur to her eternally. Now that he falls to with Yibum, because Shimon died, he was around when Shimon was, 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 uh, died. However, Asura lo b'shiru uben. Ushem shi Asura lo kak sarata. Eshet Shimon ha'akaret Asura diyafil nekamal ha'kol ha'ariot ha'amdot ha'anad b'karet shenafru lefanav diyabum im sarotem. Anytime there's a Yibum, and one of them is a Arva, and the Arva cannot fulfill the Yibum, so therefore the Tzarot also are petrot, shishtem petrot v'im nasan, anosh karet. And if he did, as she said, the punishment is karet, shemachar shepatrana katuv, omedet ala b'isur eshet ach sheyesh lo banim. So therefore as isur karet, like eshet ach sheyesh lo banim. So that is the 14th case. Now we go to the 15th case, which is khalato. Kalato literally means his daughter-in-law. What is the case? You have Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Reuven has a son called Hanoch. He has a daughter-in-law called Hannah. Hanoch dies. Hannah is available. His brother Shimon marries Hannah. Basically, Shimon married... His brother's daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. Okay, no problem with that. Basically what happened is Shimon died. 
Reuven now falls with the Yibum situation, but it's Yibum with his daughter-in-law. The daughter-in-law is Asuram and a Torah, and therefore there can no Yibum in that case over there, as well as if there was another Tzara, it would be exempt as well. Those are the 15 cases of the Mishnah. Now let's just look at the Rashi. Let's look at the Rashi. Ve'em hamoto ve'em hamiv. Without repeating the cases, just on Namud Rishon, just to get some clarity. Em hamoto ve'em hamiv. That's basically his grandmother-in-law, which is Erva. Shtehen asurot. But she's just giving you sources now. Both the grandmother-in-law from his mother-in-law, or the grandmother-in-law from his father-in-law. Both asurot menatura mishum ervat kedichtiv ervat isha ubita lotigale et bat bena veet bat bita. Okay, mother and a daughter, granddaughter. Veyesh beklal ze hamoto, which also the rabbis learn from their mother-in-law. The em hamoto, grandmother-in-law. The em hamiv, a grandmother-in-law from the father-in-law. Kedem faresh beelu en esrafim. Now ubito deacha. Now she just gives you a fact. Case number one, we said bito. Remember how we learned Bito? We learned it was Bito Manusato. So that she tells you that. Ubito dehacha bibito Manusato kamayri. Vechen bat Bito ubat beno, which is the first three cases all talking, Manusato. Dilu Bito meishto, hainu bat eshto dektiv. We have that case coming up. And even that case, bat eshto, we said it's not even a full daughter, because we want to say Hadush is talking about his wives. Daughter. Which means we have special limud, which the Gemara is going to tell us. We also learned it in a the previous Masechet and Hagigah that they learned from Gezerat Katuv Henna Henna Zima Zima to come to include Bito Manusato that is also going to be Asur. Okay. Now let's go continue the cases of the Mishnah. Vechulan. Now we we'll say a case like this. Let's speak it out and then we'll read it inside. Let's go with the easy case. Bito. Which means Reuven has a bat manusato. Shimon marries Bito manusato. Shimon also has penina. Right? Shimon dies. So we said Reuven cannot marry either one. Not Bito with Yibum, because Bito manusato is and penina is the tzara. But let's say the case was like this. Shimon married uh, Hannah, which is Reuven's daughter, Manusato. Everything's fine. But what happened, let's say Hannah died. After Hannah died, now Shimon died. So now already there's no problem with Penina to marry or to make you boom, shall I say, with Reuven. The only problem with Pini now was because Hannah, she's around. And if once one of them is Irva, it's Osev the Tzara. But if, let's say, the Irva died. Now we're going to just speak it in general terms. Once I gave you an example. The Irva died. Or, let's say, the Irva was divorced. Shimon divorced the Irva. So now all you have is the second wife, the Tzara. There's no connection as well. So vechulan im metu or mianu. Mianu will explain that what miun means. That's also a type of divorce. Or nitgarshu or divorced. Or shenimsiu ailonit. 
Or let's say the Irba was found to be an Ailuit. Ailuit is a lady that cannot bear children. And therefore it was found out after they were married for a while that she cannot bear children. Therefore it was a Mekah the whole marriage. And therefore they break the marriage from the inception. Therefore it was like they were never married. So therefore these are all forms of breaking the Irba away from, let's say, our case of Shimon. So what's the deen? Tsarotehem Mutarot. Tsarotehem are Mutarot. Beautiful, like we said. Now, let's just discuss uh, the case of Mi'un, which is a very interesting case with some uh, halachic ramification. Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Mi'un basically is a halakha that says when a girl is a ketana, she's a minor, she's less than 12, and she does not want to remain married to who she's with. So she needs what's called a, not a get, but they call it a mi'un. Now, normally, a ketana, the father has the right to marry a ketana. That's the Torah's uh, privilege that gives to the father. He can marry her off. She doesn't have a say. Now, if the father marries off a daughter, that's a kiddushin deoraita. If she wants to get divorced, she needs a get deoraita. Whatever the kiddushin is deoraita, you need to get deoraita. Right? Let's say a case where the father died. So this girl was a kitana, she's a yetoma. The rabbis, this is rabbis now, allowed her brothers to marry her off. To protect her that she shouldn't get into trouble and things like that. Because normally the Torah gives two people rights to marry. The father when she's a Kitana, or when she becomes a Gedola herself. The Torah doesn't give the brother any rights. However, Rabbanan came along and said, that when the father dies, actually the mother or the brother, have a right to marry off, but that's Kiddushin de Rabbanan. In that case, if she wants to get out of it, what she makes is called a Mi'un. That's a way of saying a Get mid Rabbanan. Okay, because since the old Kiddushin was Banan, if she wants to get out of it, she needs a refusal, which is, she can only do that when she's a Ketana. Okay. No, no, her actual brother. Her brother. Her brother, regular brother, her full brother. Okay, now. Yes. Now, that's normally what Mi'un is, okay? A father can marry the daughter. That's Kiddushim Torah. The girl wants to get out of that marriage, the father put her into, she needs to get the oraita. Mid the oraita, a brother cannot marry, meaning marry off his sister. There's not there's no rights. However, mid Banan, if the father died, the rabbis gave the brother rights to marry off her his sister. Okay? But that kiddushin is drabanan. Since it's a kiddushin drabanan, if she wants to get out of it, she needs to make a procedure called a mi'un. That's like a get midrabanan. That's the normal case. Here, however, is a little bit trickier. The case is like this. You have to know one halakha. Once the father marries his off his daughter once, and she gets divorced, Kedushin de Oraita, Get de Oraita, she's still Ketana. Now already she's called in Halakha, a Yetoma Behaye Aviha. 
which means now, even though a father's alive, he has no rights. Right. His rights are finished. He gets one shot. So technically, the next time she gets married, her marriage right. is really with the banan. Because she's still a ketana. There's only two ways to have Kiddushin Dorayt. The father marrying off when she's a ketana, or when she's a gidolat, she gets married. But now that the father did it once, she got divorced, she's on her own. She's called the Yitoma, the Haya Aviha. And therefore, if she'll get married when she's a ketana, that type of marriage will only necessitate a mi'un. Who's marrying her the second time? Well, we didn't say anybody yet. I'm not giving characters. I'm just That's saying. No, who's marrying her off? Herself. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Herself. Correct, correct, correct. She's your She does it herself. Okay? And that would be a case of you. Now let's plug it in with names to fit it into the case of the Yiboom situation. Leuven and Shimon are brothers. Leuven gets married. Reuven has a daughter. Reuven's uh, daughter is a ketana. Reuven marries his daughter, who's a ketana. It's his right to a fellow. Kedushin deoraita. She gets divorced with deoraita from this fellow. What's the rule now? Hanana was a yetoma bechaye aviha. She's still a ketana. What happens? What happens now is Shimon, Reuven's brother, marries Hannah, his niece. No problem, not to marry niece. So Shimon marries Hannah. Again, this Kiddushin is the Rabbanan because she's still a Ketana. Okay? Now what happens, what happens now, Shimon also has Penina. Okay, he has a Tzara as well. Now what happens is is like this. Shimon. Oh no! What happened now? Hannah made me um. She says I don't want to be with Shimon. She's allowed to do that. She makes me um. Once she makes Mi'un, now Shimon died. Now Reuven is able to make Yibum with Penina. Because if Hannah was still alive, Hannah is his daughter. And therefore both of them would be Petula. So the case of Anu, the case of Mi'un is this case that we just said over here. Where she married Shimon when she was a Ketana. She got out of it through Mi'un. The trick of this case is, how could you have Mi'un when her father's still alive? See, that's why you have to create the case where she got married by her father once. So he lost his rights. And therefore, when he married, she married Shimon as a Ketana. Now already she could make a Mi'un to get out of it. And therefore, when Shimon dies, the Uven can now marry Benina because there is no connection. That is the case of Iman Utsarotem we understand as well now the Mishnah just clarifies one point and says although we learned in the Mishnah that many cases can break the Edvah to get the Edvah out of the picture either divorce or uh, she died or uh, 
Right? They found out that she wasn't able to bear children or through a mi'un, but there's few cases that you cannot say. For example, you cannot say in the case of mother-in-law, and grandmother-in-law, the grandmother-in-law as well, those cases you cannot say because she had children. The mother-in-law cannot be an ailonit. She had children. Furthermore, you cannot say the case of Mi'un, because the mother-in-law is a Gedolah already. So therefore, this thing of Mishnah speaking out that when we say Mi'anu or Ailonit, it's not in all the Advot that we said above. It cannot be a case of the mother-in-law being Ailonit, nor can you say Mi'un. Good. Now, Ketzad Poteret Saroteim. Now this should flow because we know this, we know the mechanics. How does the Advat Poter the Tzara? We spoke this out in all our cases, but now we're going to see the Mishnah, and I just tell it to you clearly. Haitab Bito. Let's say the Yevama is his daughter. The Yevama that's falling to the Yevam is his daughter. Or one of the 15 that we just mentioned. Nisuot Lahiv, right? Married to his brother, Shimon, the case we said. Velo Ishahirit. And she has a, well, he has another wife, we call Pirina in our cases. Umet, okay, and he died, Shimon. Keshem Shibito Pitura, Katsarata Pitura. Good. Now we discuss Tsarat Tsarata. Halchat Tsarat Bito. And call that Penina. Vinasa le Ahiv Hashini. She got married to another brother. She's, let's say, uh, you have Livy? Exactly. She's have Reuven. Reuven, this is his daughter. He cannot fulfill Yibum. Okay? Shimon died. So Levi married one of the uh, uh, girls. He made Yibum, actually. He's a brother. He married, let's say, Penina. Right? He could marry either one, actually. He married Penina. Velo Isha Acheret. Penina, and he has another wife, Sarah. Umet, now Levi dies. So technically, Uven has a Yibum situation. Keshem said Sarat Bito Petura, just like Penina, who was Sarat Bito. Exempt, there's no Yibum. Sarat Sarata Petura. So too, Sarah, that's the name. So one step removed is also going to be Asu, which means once the Tsarat Bito connects with somebody else, she's all said that somebody else as well. And therefore, in this case, where Levi married the uh, Medjibun with uh, Penina, and he has another wife, now Levi dies, Reuven, just like he cannot marry Penina, who's the Tsarat, other wife is killed, Sarat Sarata, also Asur. Afilu Keep on going. Go up to a hundred brothers. Keep, keep it going. For example, Ketzat. Imetu Tsarotehem Mutarot. Ketzat Imetu Tsarotehem Mutarot. Put the question mark there. Meaning, one of the cases was Imetu. If the Erva died, we're just going back now. We said one of the cases was if the Ayrvah died, the Tzara becomes permissible. Give me a case. Give me the scenario. Simple. Haytab bito, or achat mikolerot elu nisuot lahiv, velo isha acheret, metab bito, 
and his daughter died, Onit Garesha, Ve'acharkach met Ahiv, and then Shimon the brother died, Sarata Muteret. That's the case that we spoke out. It's just speaking, Reuven has his daughter, right? Mitom Anusato, Hana. Right? Hana married Shimon. Okay, Shimon has Penina as well. What happened to Hana? She died. What happened to Shimon? He died. Now he can marry Penina. Or if, let's say, Shimon got divorced to uh, Hana first, and then he died. So now Penina has no problems, no tsara in this case of Eva, and it was permissible for him to, Reuven that is, to marry Penina. Whereas part of the Mishnah, which is a case within itself, Bechola yechola lemaen velomi ana. Anybody that potentially can make a miun, which is a ketana, and she didn't, sarata choletzet velo mityabemet. Now, that case over here is like this. You have a case which we discussed already. The Uven and Shimon are brothers. Okay? Reuven has a daughter, Hannah, she's a ketana, he marries her off. Right? Same case, marries her off, kedushin deoraita. If he marries her off, deoraita, she wants out, she needs a get, deoraita, she becomes a ketana behaye, I'm sorry, a yetoma behaye aviha, he loses his rights. <coughs> Shimon comes along and marries uh, Hannah. Kedushin is only the Rabbanan in this case over here. He also has Penina. Now, the case over here is she didn't make me un. She could have made me, but she didn't. Now Shimon dies. Now we come to the scenario over here. The Uven obviously cannot make a Yibum with Hana. It's his daughter. However, since this marriage is only midrabbanan, really minat Torah, he should make yibum with pinina, because it's not an erva minat Torah over here. Because minat Torah this is not a marriage, so therefore technically he should be allowed to make a yibum with pinina. However. The rabbis were gozir, don't make yibum in this case because it's marit ayin. It's going to look like you're making yibum with tzarat irva. Where there's irva and uh, you're making yibum with the tzara. But since minat Torah there is a connection between pinina and the yavam, the uven, you have to break it. How do you break that? You break it with a halitzah. So really it's saying, if the kedushin is the rabbanan, like in this case that we said, technically the tzara is connected with the Torah. Yibum cannot be done because of maritahin issues. So therefore the deen would be to make a halitzah. Now let's read that rashi inside, and we're done with the mishnah. So let's rashi before the gemara. V'chola yichola lema'in. Kegon, Sha'irva Ketana. Right, Ta'irva, the case we said was Hana, for example. I just Ketana. She could have made me un, to Shimon, below me Anna, but she didn't. Umetahi, even Shimon died. Ho'il, the Kedushia, Ena, Ena, Midrabanan. Her Kedushin is only Midrabanan because she's a Ketana. Vizikat Nefilata, Midrabanan. 
which means her falling to Yibum is only Midrabanan as well. Which means she's really not considered married in Torah. She's not going to exempt her Sarah from Halitzah. Yibum are not going to let go of the Meritai in Yisus. It looks like it's Sarat Erva. But in the Torah there is a connection between Reuven and Penina because this marriage really is not a marriage. It's only Mitra Banat. So therefore the Yibum cannot be fulfilled but the Halitzah must be. And that's what the end of the Mishnah means. Bechola yechola lima'en velo mi'ana. Sarata cholesed velo mitya be'ma. Durukhan wa'ala ya'ala.